Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 75. Get ready for the pumpkin. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Russells. You do what I say. You do what I think. <laughs> and to my right, Bredo. Good evening, viewers. Russells and Bredo. Bredo. Well, Sounds like some zany commercial breakfast radio show. Pumpkin. I was. No, pumpkin's. You know. Pumpkin too. Pumpkin's just random. Uh, uh, I, I was uh, watching a bit of the footy on Saturday. Uh, and I don't know who the, uh, who, who the commentator in the, uh, in the booth was. It was Chris Somebody. Right. Uh, this is uh, on, on Channel 10. He says, uh, Michael Voss is in the change rooms with Carlton assistant coach Craig Bradley. Vossy? Mm-hmm. And he passes to, to Michael Voss. <laughs> Michael Voss replies with, yeah, thanks, Chriso. I'm standing here with Braddles. <laughs> Braddles. Braddles. Carlton champion. Braddles. The the man is okay. Firstly, yes, Carlton champion, and secondly, assistant coach of the football team. Shouldn't he get like some respect? Is that? It just stinks of ridiculous familiarity. Did they cut away before we saw the pat on the ass? No. No, oh, you got to see that. No, I cut away before that. <laughs> I, uh, I I changed. Yeah, I can understand. I changed the channel. I just went. You know what? I'm not going to get any in depth questioning from Vossi. <laughs> and when did Vossi start being a reporter on uh, on the footy? You know what else? There's rumours that Vossi will be the next coach of Carlton. So I think there's an extra layer of familiarity there. Really? There you go. Really? I thought mm. they were going to uh, get Michael Parkin back. No. Oh, really? David Parkin. Whatever. He was busy uh, hosting his talk radio, uh, talk TV show in the that's, UK. That's Parkinson. Yeah, that's, but that is where I got confused. Yeah. Speak, uh, well, welcome back to Box Cutters. We, we took last week off. We did. And, uh, and we're so relaxed. Brett, you are tanned like a mofo. I am. Oh, I thought that's, you were going to say monkey again. I keep thinking you're going to say monkey. You, you always think I'm going to say monkey. I do, I do. And then when you least expect it, the monkey will pop out. Uh yeah, so so we've had a, a great break, but it is good to be back. It uh, is with episode seventy five. Ross, you've uh, you've apparently been watching a lot more of The Office with uh, with your intro. You do what I say, you do what I think. Is that from the no, Office? No, no, that's from uh, this week's Heroes. Right. Oh yes. Yeah, fantastic yes. episode of Heroes. This week's this week. uh, Heroes in the United States, if, not if, uh, not in Australia. Uh, if you've seen so it, is that episode you, seventeen? Episode seventeen. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and is, if you haven't. Look forward to it. It's very good. Unlike this week's episode of Lost, which, uh, quite frankly, are we going to have a rant about Lost again? <laughs> no, <laughs> it no just rant. has to it's be just... recanted again next week. <laughs> no rant. It's just that when they when they the bring listeners up, aren't getting sick of that. <laughs> when they bring up something as good as that episode that made you recant, mm-hmm. Ross, mm-hmm. and they get us all excited again, and mm-hmm. then it just drops off. We need more of that excitement. Mm. Uh, and I just... But you see, I, I quite like last week's cause it related to things that I like in the show more than things that I don't necessarily like in the show. And I also liked it because it had Cheech Marin in it. And, yeah. and quite frankly, anything with Cheech Marin yep. is worth at least two looks. 
Yep. I don't know what happened to Chong. He never he never had much of a career after Cheech and Chong. Yeah, he was somebody's weird uncle in a show that was kind of like Saved by the Bell, but I don't think that was exactly it. Oh, really? It was like, a you know how they've been showing those US teen sitcoms in the middle yep. of the night? Yeah, yep. it was one of those. It was one of those. Okay. Wow. Mm. Yeah, but uh, Tommy Chong, never as much talent as Cheech Mara. No. No. Uh, but, yeah, good to see him. Because Tommy Chong's still a stoner hippie with long hair. Yeah. And uh, and Cheech Marin's just, uh, you know, the guy who did uh, Born in East L.A. Yes. On Box Cutters episode 75, you can expect some talk of ratings, a little bit of crap TV, uh, some talk on the free-to-wear commercial TV websites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how they shit. Oh. A bit of a device <laughs> on where to go. Where not to go? Uh, it's a lot of advice on when... Well, I don't want to ruin it. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. I've already said this shit. I don't want to ruin it any more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some talk on Trump. An exclusive. An exclusive Trump story. Really? Well, no, not really. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> a, of... A, a semi-exclusive. As a, in most people haven't heard it, I imagine. Right. It really is a week. It might actually. He's done a Britney. It might actually. You, you two could be on the right track, but I'm not going to say anymore. Really? I'm not going to say anymore. Oh, I'm so excited. Can we move that up further into the show? <laughs> uh, we've got some quotes. We're going to finish off with pork, but as always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. With the ink barely dry in the football rights fiasco and which channels would be doing what and would Foxtel come on board or not come on board, we barely lifted the ban of being able to talk about it and trouble has flared again between the, uh, between the network partners. Apparently, Foxtel had a new ad that they wanted to put on which uh, basically said that they're showing four games a week live and their games are actually live. Not taking breaks for commercials. Not taking breaks for commercials and also not having a slight delay that uh, the 7 and 10 both have with two of their four games. That's a that, that's a fair enough ad to have. I mean, they, they, re- they really are providing the product that, that people want. So, of course, they'd, they'd want to advertise that. But, they would, uh, but what, uh, what networks would they advertise that on? Well, Channel and 7 and 10 found it a little too inflammatory for their liking. And right. they have yanked all of Foxtel football advertising off their screens, which is globally. A no, no, just I just in Australia. <laughs> no, I think just no, no, the across the, the entire I think, network. I, I don't think the entire think grid of the week. I don't think they've pulled all Foxtel advertising. I think they've just pulled Fox football advertising from football. That that's my understanding of it, anyway. Which and, is a, which is a big blow to Foxtel because if you want to appeal to footy fans. When better to advertise than during the actual footy? I mean, that's that's when you've got your best market. Do you reckon if you look at the figures during over the footy show, the last few weeks and the explosion in the number of people signing up for pay TV, mm. they they really don't need it. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Foxtel struck back, uh, upsetting channels seven and ten even more by signing an exclusive deal with Channel Nine to be the exclusive sponsor. Of all of their football content. Which is just amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Seven and ten have stabbed themselves in the arse with with their deal. 
particularly which they particularly have a seven, which they have a history with uh, with uh, cable TV because they're still not rebroadcast on uh, the cable channels, which neither uh, neither seven wipes them out for broadcast. most people that watch cable TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's. It, it, I'm just continually astounded at how naive they could be, mm. and uh, and and they just amaze me. Yeah, Tot- I I, can't, I don't have words for it. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, uh, I, I think what we're seeing here is the residue of over a year's worth of mucky talks where there was just a lot of shit going down and none of the sides were at all happy for over 12 months. And I, I think, you know, we, we had the press conference where they were all pretending to play happy families, but I think I think we're going to see a, a bit more of this kind of mudslinging over the next five years. And, and they should have just put it on Channel 31. And you know who wins out of this? Who wins out of this? Fox Channel 9. Channel 9, yeah. Channel 9 get, uh, you know, and now it looks like they've got a partnership with Foxtel. So yeah. you can get all of your footy commentary on 9 during the week and see your games on, on Foxtel. Yep. And, uh, and that's the way that will work as far as Channel 9 are concerned. Mm-hmm. But they already have a corporate uh, partnership between Channel 9 and Foxtel Yep. Uh, by PBL part owning Foxtel. Yeah, because PBL owns Channel 9 and they own 25% of Foxtel. Is that, is that correct? I think that's right. I think PPL owned twenty five percent, Telstra owned twenty five percent, and uh, Fox Limited. own the other fifty. Other fifty. Okay. Hey, that added up to hundred. Yeah. Oh, good. That's impressive. Phew. I think that's how it works. Talking of things, cable. The Australian ad- adaptation of the CW's hit reality competition. I think that's the Country Western Network. Uh, no, it's the. It's just the CW. That's just it's just the name of the network. So it's, it's not the, the CW- WB. No, no, the WB doesn't exist anymore. Right. The it's- local adaptation of America's top next top model, which is uh, strangely called Australia's next top model, has been picked up by a US cable channel for launch next month. It'll be screening on VH1, and it'll be screening uh, from the fifth of March on uh, Sunday nights, which is just after I Love New York, which is apparently the highest rated show on VH1. Ever what season? So uh, what season of in. Australia's Next Top Model are they going to be showing? Uh, the first season of the Aussie series, right? Yeah, it's not very good. Brett, can I ask you? Is there something wrong with my mic? No. Okay. So you sound good. So is the we'll just cut that bit out later. Nah, don't bother. <laughs> is the so it's on the America's Next Top Model is on the CW, and. Australia's next top model is going to be on a different station. It's going to be, it's going on, to be VH1. on VH1, which is it's like the equivalent of showing something on uh, Arena here. Yeah. So next top model, say, is on Channel 9, and this will be on Fox 8. Well, Isn't VH1 a music channel? VH1 is a music channel oh, okay. that, that, we, so do, that be... we do have here. It's VH1 uh, is probably most famous for Behind the Music. That was their, uh, their, yep. their big TV show. Yep. Uh, that everyone else tried to copy, especially E. Yes. Uh, with their Simpsons E True Hollywood a, story. Simpsons did a very funny parody of it with Behind did, the Simpsons. That was fantastic. Uh, so it, so they do get people watching. It, it is a music channel, but people they get people watching shows on it. Mm-hmm. I just think that, the, that to start with the first season of Australia's Next Top Model is an interesting choice because, A, we've got a different host now. Mm-hmm. Erica Heinitz isn't hosting it anymore. Jodie Mears is, and uh, Erica Heinitz was terrible. And it's really kind of amateurish compared to America's Next Top Model. I think it's you know I think as far as Americans goes, it's going to pale in comparison. I don't 
they just can't get enough of our accents, though. So. Uh, Are they going to put subtitles on it? Yes. <laughs> Talking of the uh, the latest uh, series that they're shooting at the moment, uh, gasps were heard from the bevy of beauties who discovered Tim. Uh, sorry, Hang not on, Tim. Ian Thorpe. Is this a spoiler? As a surprise judge on Australia's Next Top Model. Because then I would have watched America and gone, "Oh my goodness!" Oh you would have gasped. Yeah, I would have gasped. I've gone. Oh my goodness! <gasps> Billy Thorpe is back from the dead. <laughs> and uh, is it, is a surprise guest a spoiler? No, not really. You know what? It's, there are almost no spoilers for Australia's Next Top Model. Yeah, it's, that you could really give me. Oh, I don't care. I mean, unless you tell me exactly who won. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't care. Who yeah. does win, Brett? He was judging during the weekend filming of the catwalk contest. Yeah. Oh. So many things to say about Ian Thorpe. In a related, Not enough lawyers. In a, in a related story, Channel 9 used that as an excuse to rush another story about the Rod Laver pool. <laughs> onto you the hate air. that pool! Oh, I hate the amount of news coverage it gets. How much have they uh, there covered, was another, covered there was another that story it's got a big last, leak in it? Yeah, today it was the leak. Yesterday it was, there might be really? a leak. Channel 9 have been covering that? Yeah. That's bad news. Oh, the day before that it was, the water's green. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, they expected the water to be green because they've got a special chlorine ozone and yet, filtration and system that will make still, it all crystal clear. Yet still, they covered it on like it was a news item. You know, it would make the ultimate news item for Channel Nine at the moment if Brendan Favola's wife drowned in the pool. No, made made some food and brought it to the people who were working at the pool. Because <laughs> then her restaurant <laughs> and the pool. Everyone's happy then. It's a big happy family. That's terrible. Speaking of uh, Channel 9, uh, the uh, Adelaide Advertiser says taxpayers should not have to subsidise the Nine Television Network and the South Australian Film Corporation. My mistake, Brett. Sorry. Uh, to produce a new series of McLeod's Daughters in South Australia. Uh, apparently, the producers are asking for another $500,000. And that large sum of money has to be okayed by the Treasurer of South Australia. And uh, taxpayers are going, well, uh, see, it's hard to tell if taxpayers are saying, we shouldn't have to pay for it, or if the advertiser is saying, they shouldn't have to pay for it. And being the only newspaper in Adelaide, uh, it, it is it is very tough to say. So it could just be a beat up. It's very interesting uh, knowing a lot of the process of writing funding submissions that uh, the production company have actually taken the stance of writing in their application for this money, give it to us or we'll leave the state. We'll just set, we'll build some sets over in Sydney. And uh, the figures that I saw, I think it was $19 million per season that they spend on it, $14 million of which is uh, spent on employing local crews and stuff. It is very expensive for, uh, for Nine to shoot McLeod's Daughters in South Australia, especially considering that their production office is in Sydney. Which I've always found a, an interesting setup that they shoot it so far away from where they actually produce it, or where, you know where the offices are. When they have new script pages, they give them to a man on the horse, and he rides really fast. <laughs> he, he does. It's 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 like Paul Revere all over again, and uh, so that's always that's always seemed quite odd to me. And it's not as if they don't have countryside in New South Wales. They could very easily move it over there. So why they're shooting it in, in South Australia? It must have originally been... So do you been... think that would be a plot point? Uh, what do you think? Uh, none come of... on, daughters, let's all go to Sydney. <laughs> what do you think none of the uh, the city folk watching uh, will actually realise that it's different countryside? I don't think so. 
I think, you know, for city folk watching on a television, a tree's a tree, a horse is a horse. I think all this is probably moot because the SAFC are probably going to roll over and give it to them. Of course they will. and For that kind of employment in the state. And the only reason I can think that Nine would have originally shot it in South Australia is because the government gave them huge concessions in the first place. So you can't then turn around and go, we're not going to do that anymore, but please still, you know, keep pumping all the money that you don't have into our... Uh, green green grass. It is uh, the last, I think, of the drama series that is shot on six, uh, Super Sixteen Mill. Yes, in the country. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, it's pretty much the last drama being shot in the country. Well, it's All Saints. It's pretty much the last. There's drama. a new ABC one coming up, and there's and a, there's a and new, there's a new on Channel, Channel Seven. I know, but at the moment, it's pretty much the last drama. Yeah, there's, there's really compared to ten years ago, it's pretty thin on the ground. There's, there's, oh, who would have thought that we would have. Fondly remembered the halcyon days of stingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we mocked it so much at the time, and now... I quite enjoyed it. I never mocked it. I, I thought... You know I what, thought it you was a bad the, move uh, for uh, Channel 9 to, to take the production in-house, and uh, it lost a lot of its quality because it was shot on film previously. Um, and at that point, when, that was the year that won all the Logies, that Channel 9 thought, hey, this is pretty good. We're going to ruin it. Personally, I think we had a bit of a high watermark with Channel 10's Above the Law. You remember that? It was it was a bunch of wacky kids who lived above a police station. I never saw it, and I never oh, knew about that pun. It was fantastic. It was such a clever name, too. Yeah. Mm. I don't get it. Yeah. Speaking of television shows, <laughs> SBS has announced that they have picked up Big Love, which is fantastic news. Oh, that's good. Uh, Big Love being a hit HBO show that if you're a regular box cutter, box cutter listener, we did uh, things you may have missed on Big Love. Probably oh. about eight or nine months ago now, yeah. so you can it, probably find it in the archives. And it has been a hit for HBO? Yeah, yeah, it's been a big hit in the US and in the UK. Uh, fantastic, fantastic show. It stars Bill Paxton, who's from Twister. Who too, not, many, too many people Bill hate. Bill Pullman, who's from... Casper. Casper, uh, oh, while you were sleeping. Yes. Independence Day? Lost Ca- Highway. Independence Ca- Day. Casper was sleeping. Off. Casper was sleeping. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's great news if you if you like HBO star productions, and I think most people kind of know if they do or they don't. It's well worth a look. I thought it was a great series. Yeah, and so I, language. I think, I think SBS is a is a good spot for it because uh, it doesn't have much language. Big love. Is that going to be the Monday night ten o'clock slot? Uh, it, it at this no, stage they're, they're just, running out of Oz shows. At, too. at this stage they're just saying mid year. So I'm not I'm not quite sure. And Channel Nine passed on it, which I think is great for everybody because they would have shown two or three episodes and either put it to a terrible time or, or well, and also it together. And also the, the episodes are pretty much an hour long of Big yes. Love as well. So yes. uh, they'd have to cut bits out of it. Yes, and they wouldn't know the right bits to cut out. No. Hey, you might be thinking of the SBS of old. Oh, ads I now. am. Yeah, that's true. That's oh. true, but not much, not many, not compared to Channel Nine. And, and it'll still it'll still get. Kind of the cult audience it deserves, I think. Yeah, yeah, Which. hopefully so. And I, I think I said at the time when we did the things you may have missed, it's about polygamy, but it's not, I bet you he has lots of sex. It's it's actually quite an intelligent show and, and looks at looks at the different sides of polygamy. And yeah, it's worth a look. Yeah, it's, it's not carry on polygamy. No, not at all. <laughs> Talking of programming at SBS, uh, 
the, with their uh, new formats, world news, one-hour formats, uh, they haven't been showing the Toyo- Toyota Sports tonight. No, the Toyota World Sports on SBS. Uh, so Toyota have had a bunch of uh, promotional money to splash. And Sports Tonight on the 10 Network now have the largest ever sponsorship deal in Australia. Uh, For a TV show. They've... I, I, no, it, this, it, it, this yeah, article is actually unqualified. It's really? just the biggest sponsorship deal ever. Wow, the <clears throat> Formula One Grand Prix is getting ripped off. <laughs> Ten of signed a deal with Toyota that sees the new Sports Tonight set, which will be unveiled tonight. It's a car. Which is Monday night. It's uh, a car. The 5th of uh, March. It's a dashboard. <laughs> They're sitting inside a car. The set uh, will feature the car company's corporate colours, red, silver and black. Uh the Australian Financial Review reports that the Toyota name and logo will dominate the program. They're actually forgetting <laughs> about sports. It's all going to be it's, one long Toyota ad. Will dominate the program. You'll have their sports as a crawl with just this huge <laughs> Toyota symbol. Toyota. Toyota. <laughs> mm, I love my Camry. Yeah, you know, Toyota makes those. Uh, that reminds me, Toyota are a major sponsor of the uh, Small Business Sunday show that's on... Uh, Channel 9 at 8.30 on a Sunday morning. Small Business Sunday. Small Business for you. the Small Business Sunday show. The Small Business. I don't know. They haven't downsized Business Business Sunday. Sunday. No, this is about small business and running your own business. Yep. It it might even be called something like running your own business. Right. Uh, It's not called Small Business Sunday. No. It's... uh, No. I don't know what it's called. But it's a small show. It's about business and it's on Sunday. Right. (laughs) Uh, and uh, and hosted by uh, oh, this this guy who is a a, a well known reporter mm-hmm. Charles Greenslade no uh, Charles Green Charles really Greenslade yeah yeah isn't he the guy who he was, was the host of the big reporter business wasn't he? Sunday so he was a Channel Ten reporter for a long time and uh, anyway that who guy. am I getting mixed up with who was the host of Big Business Sunday when they replaced Yarn Paul Clitheroe no no when they replaced Yarn Event. Just recently. Maybe it was Charles Greenslade. No, I can't remember. it was Ross I don't somebody. Oh, Ross Greenwood. Ross Greenwood. There we go. So, Charles Greenslade hosts, hosts this and actually in, uh, in the discussion uh, of one of the shows, closing off the show, he's gone, and uh, blah, 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 this, this company actually uh, did manage to sell a, a lot of their product to Toyota. Oh, what a feeling. Oh, are you kidding? No, I'm not. Classy. No, Classic. I'm not. So that's how Toyota like to get their stuff into their shows. Oh, so he wasn't ironically saying, oh... No, no, no. There was no irony. It was all it was straight. Serious. It was straight. Corporate whore. I can just imagine. Our player of the day comes from this Finnish skier, ski downhill into a pole. Oh, what a feeling. <laughs> just every night they're going to do something yeah, like that. That's, that's how oh, it's going to work. God. That's, yeah. I... Uh, I I don't buy it. <laughs> uh, you know what? We, ha- we haven't talked about PBL wanting to buy Channel 9 Perth. Yes, yes. Now, this has In been... Fact, a- the deal's done. The deal's done? Uh, no, they've just they've made an offer. Oh, I, I, don't know sure? if, I don't know if Sunraysia have voted on it as yet. I haven't yeah, seen any response. Well, they're already talking about Eddie going in and swinging the axe over in Perth. Well, I'm I'm pretty mm. sure I'm pretty sure that Sunraysia will vote for it because 
uh, 136.4 million dollars is nothing to sneeze at, and uh, they it, need a bit, they need a bit more money for their ads. Where's the cranny, Jan- granny? You know all those uh, sunrise yeah, yeah. ads. They yeah. need more money. Yeah, they've got that cartoonist from Hey Hey It's Saturday. Yeah. Does all their ads. Andrew. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They Different sunrise, I suspect. Uh, no, no, it's well, not. It's not a Perth sunrise. No, no, it sunrise is the, in Mildura, isn't it? It's the same company. It, it is the same company. The company that owns the Prune Juice. Really? Uh, also owns the networks, yes. Uh, so it's it's very interesting that, that uh, they'll be selling that. They're clearly going to sell it for, for what seems to be a very good deal. And uh, I'd be interested to see what Eddie does with uh, Channel 9 Perth. It's not a huge audience. Well, we had a bit of discussion about this on the blog just quickly, but it it, it does seem like a strange deal. All we hear about PBL is that they're wanting to get out of television and focus on their gaming interests. The only way this makes sense is if they want to focus on television. If, if it, mm. I mean, with my limited business knowledge, no, no. no, no. It it also makes sense if they want to sell nine, sell nine as a whole, and yeah, they won't be able to sell nine as bits and pieces. If somebody's going to come from overseas and buy nine, they're going to want it as a whole piece. They're going to want as it, the whole. They're going to want the whole country in, in every in every state capital city other than Hobart. But and then, what are they going to do about Adelaide? Well, there is word that Adelaide's next. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. they're not. But they're not selling yet. What if Adelaide says no? They won't. They'll make an offer. Okay. They won't. It, it'll be really worth it for for nine to, for, for PBL to have everything and right. Uh, right. the uh, the the shareholders of whoever owns well, Adelaide will, even, will know that. Even if. If, if they were trying to, it makes a lot more sense for ratings. You know, as we said last time on the show, they were sending out things saying media release about the East Coast. Exactly. If it, it makes a lot more sense to try and have a unified whole. Oh, yeah, definitely. But also, reputedly, Perth uh, has a number of local programs that are just dire. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, because as a station on its own, it doesn't have the money to, to fill it. Uh so it, it really, you know, a network should be a network, and it should mm. be the same wherever you go. If I go to, if I go to Perth, I want to be able to watch the same shows that I can watch here, mm-hmm. just from a viewer's perspective. I don't. And want Perth to... people should be allowed to have the joy that we do. Yes, yes, and you know they don't understand what hair on fire means in <laughs> Perth. Soon they will discover. Uh, just uh, widening our focus a little bit, the BBC out of the UK. Uh, has uh, some TV contents that they put together. They also have a commercial arm called BBC Worldwide. And both of those organisations and YouTube have announced the beginning of a partnership to offer their contents through YouTube. It's a non-exclusive partnership and uh, it's BBC's efforts to uh, reach into new uh, media and increase its reach. So, so when they say they're offering their programmes... Uh, let's pick an example at random. So, Doctor Who, not the entire offer... program. They're offering snippets, uh, specially created video diaries from people such as Doctor Who's David Tennant and Freema Agumon, uh, John Sim going back in time for Life on Mars, and Clive Meary going into the red zone of Baghdad. So, so these are actually uh, video diaries made specifically for delivery over YouTube. For that content. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's that's going to be very interesting. And lastly, in the news, while we're on the internet, available to users outside of the UK only, oh. which is a refreshing change. That is. 
that is. You don't have to use Brett's special uh, fancy. Because, which I assume is because of legislation in the UK that the BBC is a non-commercial body. Mm-hmm. And lastly, the news, and while we're on the topic of the internet, well, that's seamless. Uh, Andy Barker PI, which is the uh, new show starring Andy... Not Andy Dick. Andy Who's, Barker? No. I like Andy Dick. I wish no. it was. It's you know what I had it here and then I, I, I I've accidentally deleted it. <gasps> uh, Control yeah. Z. No, I can't. I deleted it like before I got here. You can't even remember. Uh, it's it's, it's on the internet. He's had he's had. Has it got a website? Wait, he's had lots of TV shows that have failed recently. Uh, he's had. Justin oh, Alexander. Oh, 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 oh. Eddie Maguire. No. <laughs> you like that? that US. Was, that was good. That was good. Anyway, From the states. <laughs> Yeah, from the States. Paul Harris is a big fan of his show. Dennis Leary? No. But, you know, along the same lines. Uh, Andy Barker PI uh, is a, a new show that's starting on the uh, on NBC. It's not about a dog that's a private investigator, no, is it? No, it's not. It's not. But audiences are going to be able to stream the entire first season at NBC.com before the show goes to air at all. Wow. Wow. And uh, DRM stuff, is it limited in any way? Uh, I'm sure you'll need uh, Brett's Special Fancy. Uh, that's uh, all it says. It actually mentions Brett's Special Fancy in the article. Wow. It's, it's good to know that uh, it's catching on. Part I, uh, of, part I saw, of the... a, uh, saw a pack of Brett's Special Fancies at the... Uh, <laughs> At the supermarket in the biscuit shop. I like the cream ones. Yeah. Um, part of the BBC thing is that... Uh, Andy Richter. Andy Richter. Andy Richter. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, the BBC are actually working on a standalone player called the iPlayer, uh, which will be local. It'll allow people to watch uh, BBC content uh, for seven days. It's DRM to the hilt, and you won't be able to watch it again after seven days after you've downloaded. And they won't be able to call it the iPlayer for long. Surely Why? Apple will be after them in no time. No, they'll, they'll, no, don't, they, don't have, they don't have rights on the letter I. Yes, they, it's yes, getting they do. Pretty no, close they don't. To that. It's getting pretty close no. to that. Yes, no. yes, they do. Now on Sesame Street, they can only use 25 <laughs> letters of the alphabet. And that's the Box Cutters News. In the beginning, there was nothing, and God created everything. He made man and beast. One day, man came across a chicken... And he said, I can use this. And thus our rating system was born. It might be convoluted, it might make no sense, but it's the only system we've got, damn it. Ratings. Better than nothing, but only just. And we're back with some talk about ratings. Yes, yes, that should be... Uh, that should be How are Channel 7's uh, beautiful Sundays going? Well, it's funny oh, you should... Can, can we just clarify? Why yep. are Channel 7 calling it Beautiful Sundays, as as Kath keeps on asking me? Because Betty's ugly. So shouldn't it be Ugly Sundays? No, 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 no. Betty's ugly, therefore yeah. it's Beautiful Sundays. Be- haven't, haven't, in comparison. Haven't, haven't you been keeping up with, uh, with all the letters to the Green Guard, including one from Andrew O'Keefe, who said... <laughs> You're missing the subtext. We had all our beautiful women dressed up ugly and called them uglets to show their inner beauty. And there's been lots of letters complaining about that. That's why it's called Beautiful. That's why it's called Beautiful Sunday. I think, I okay. think what Andrew O'Keefe was trying to do in that letter was uh, explain the story of 
Shallow Howl. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And he failed. Anyway, so last night, our time, which was Sunday the 4th, we had one of Channel 7's beautiful Sundays, or it was supposed to be. Channel 7 got 32.2 in the ratings, which is a fantastic score. Anything above 30, more or less, usually a winner. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Channel 9 got 34.8. Now, this is next to unheard of for two channels to get in the 30s. So that means like 67% of the potential audience are watching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and this is 60 Minutes versus Ugly Betty. 60 Minutes, Ugly Betty, the two CSIs versus What About Brian and Grey's Anatomy. Right. The big loser of the night was Channel 10, which slipped below 15%. Well, I switched over for like 14.9. Three minutes. And I watched it and I thought, what the fuck is this shit? And then I, well, well, hold on and a then I remembed what they'd programmed. Hold and on then a sec- you remembered about language warnings. Go back, go back a bit earlier. Uh, they had Celebrity Dog School on at 6.30. They took that off the air because it was rating abysmally. And on last Sunday, they put on... Like, like 300? Uh, 500-ish. Last week, they put on Futurama at 6.30 and brand new... Simpsons at seven. Because they can't keep brand new Simpsons to one night a week. No, no, they need it to save them on two nights a week. Unfortunately, it didn't save them. It rated around the same as what Celebrity Dog School rated. This week, they're whisking that off the air. That's that's it for that experiment. And they're putting on repeats of Thank God You're Here from 6.30. That is... Which, to be fair, is probably the only thing that could really compete with... Australia's Got Talent because they appeal to the same sort of people. You'd think that New Simpsons would would rate a bit better. You'd think that that would be around the million mark. Not if they haven't advertised it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And the thing is, just by flicking through Simpsons, you don't know if it's a new one or not. Mm. And if during ads of Australia's Got Talent, you do flick over to a New Simpsons and you do realise that it's a New Simpsons, then you go, well, I haven't seen the beginning of it. Yeah, and the big the beginning's usually the best bit. Yeah. That's yeah. where they shove all the jokes. Yeah. Yeah, and so then at uh at seven thirty they had the biggest loser, weigh in session. Uh nationally that got just under nine hundred thousand. It's nowhere near as popular as last year. It was a huge mistake by Channel Nine to try and Channel ten. Channel ten to put an, on an extra night. Well, because the the weigh in without the eviction yep. is is useless. The the weigh in itself isn't enough. Uh, of uh, of an incentive to, to watch. No, no exactly. Uh, and then that was followed by Kool-Aid, which was, as Brett was saying, awful. It was just what? abysmal. What was it? It was... Uh, Looking at global warming. Yeah, testing. Yeah. It, was, it was kind Carl of... Carl Krushnitsky was uh, reporting and uh, What's-Her-Face from the News was hosting it. Sandra Sully, because yeah. they've got nobody else on 10, especially yep. now that Bert and, Bert's left and Rove isn't doing so much at the moment. They've really got no one else. It was, it was kind of like the shows Channel 9 have done over the last few years, like the IQ test so and the driving test. Was this the National Carbon Emissions Test? That's the one. Right. That's the one. You get your you get your form of questions from the paper and you fill in and find out how carbon now, plus you are. I didn't bother watching it, but I was reading uh, um, some commentary today uh, talking about at the end of the program they actually got some stats in. Did you happen to catch that? No. I think they were getting live stats from, uh, or they they did it. They did specific tests with specific 
like right. a family and, and people traveling around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And apparently um, Sandra Sully just couldn't believe the figures and so was saying there must be something wrong with that. Oh, because they were so high. Because because they didn't correlate with what she expected oh. them to come up with. She was terrible. She, she's, 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 an, she's a good news reader. Yeah. She's nothing else. Well, remember when she was, uh, she was hosting Australia's, Australia's brainiest, brainiest insert Yep. Down here. Always been such a painful presenter to watch. She has, she has. And she just stumbled through this live broadcast. It was just awful to see. I, w- I watched about half an hour of it and it was just, it was terrible. Intercut with little bits of American Rosso doing little kind of comedy sketches, you know. Uh, to save on emissions, shower with someone you love. And he opens the door and Miracle Rosso's in the shower with his gran, like. You know, that that kind of level of humour. Uh, yeah. I didn't know yeah. they'd gone to 10. Yeah, they had their own show on 10. Remember? A while ago? It was uh, it oh, was, was it before 10? or after the uh, Ronnie John's half hour. Yeah. Or yes. instead of or preceding or something. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Channel 10 are looking to split their, their own throats on a Sunday night. They know that, that these guys are... <laughs> Freaking poison on can we uh, on TV? It, it, they put them in. Can we have a, a inserts. quick it's look really though good, at good. the uh, at the top twenty mm-hmm. for last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you, now, are you talking in Melbourne or are you talking nationally? I'm talking nationally. Yep. Channel Nine mm-hmm. are only in there three times. Mm-hmm. Their highest entry is RPA. No. Oh, what's their highest entry? The highest entry is CSI. This is in uh, 18 to 49 demographic. Oh, okay. Uh, highest entry is CSI. Why are we looking at the 18 to 49 demographic? Is that their media release? Uh, no, no. That's the 18 to, 18 to 49 is what we decided on this show. That was all, all that was worth counting. D- did we not? We had no, a huge we, discussion No, we, about we mentioned that the Americans only do that We one. decided. <laughs> <laughs> we decided. If okay. you're a baby boomer, just switch off now. We're not talking to you. In the, uh, in the 18 to... Th- in the uh, 16 to 39, uh, Channel 9 don't rate at all. So, uh, adding to 49 is... Well, I uh, mean, that, that, that's it. If you look at the 50-plus viewers, that's skewed completely in Channel 9's favour. Yes. They're very much... And, and that demographic is dragging them through. Uh, with, the, with the weeks so far, Channel 7 have won all three weeks of the official ratings, but it's not all doom and gloom for 9. Uh, they're only 2.2 they're only 2.2 behind... Last week, uh, Channel 7 had 29.6% and Channel 9 had 27.4%. So I, I, actually think, uh, I actually think it'll keep leveling out a bit and I think it'll be a bit more competitive than people think. Uh, obviously, Channel 7 is likely to win, but it won't be a, it won't be a whitewash. They're not going to win 40 weeks straight or anything like that. I think Channel 9 will do a bit better than, than uh, the most media commentators are predicting. Can I ask a question? Yep. No. All right, go on. As, as, uh, unplug his earphones. As discerning television consumers as we are. Oh, I see. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> why do we care about ratings? Why, why aren't we just talking about shows that are good that are on? Why, why are we bothering with examining stuff that only makes a difference to the business of running a TV are you, station? Are you asking why are we doing it on this show or are you asking a general question yeah, why of why do people on, care? Why are we doing it on this show and, and why, well, why we're, we're doing it do on this people show care if they're not involved in the They're two very the different questions, Brett. They're, they're two very different questions. One is we're doing it on this show 
because this show is about television, not just about television programs, not just about the shows that we like to watch, but it's about television, the business of television, and how television affects our lives. And the ratings play a very large part of that. So off the back of that, I was reading, I was doing research today, and there there was a, a certain forum that I was looking at saying, "Oh my God, Channel Seven have got to just axe What about Brian? Uh, oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's it's underperforming and it's losing them the entire night." Right. What about Brian's not a bad show. I've been quite enjoying it. It's quite it's quite and, a good show. And just because Channel Seven are losing the night, people are saying, yep. freaking dump it, dump it, dump it," which is terrible for TV. Yeah, like, it is. what are they going to do? It Put is. on a, a, the Sunday edition of of One Versus a Hundred or something? Yeah. Well, I think I think uh, to answer your earlier question, we started this podcast. Uh, all those years ago, uh, at a very interesting time in television, uh, it, it really. It, and when you look at those sort of forums, television really has become a contact sport. I mean, you get a lot more flaming of people on television websites than you do on regular websites. People really have really strong affiliations, whether they work at the networks or not. Uh, a lot of those websites, you know, Terry Television, for example, had to shut down because it was constantly people from seven and nine going at each other to the point where, where Terry just thought the personal abuse isn't worth it and and shut down his own version of the show. Now, he still writes for Crikey. Uh, I, I actually think the reason I'm... I, I find it really fascinating. I find the ratings... Uh, it never it never resembles anything like what I watch, but I find it endlessly fascinating to see what people are watching and what decisions are made because of that and watching the domino effect through the schedule. And your comment about what about Ryan is, is a good one. I mean, if, if Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights was in charge of Channel 7, he would let what about Brian go and let it build up an audience slowly mm-hmm. despite having early losses He'd he'd see the strength in it. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, people like him are not real. They're just not. He's a certainly fiction. not running TV stations, and they're, they're definitely not running TV stations. And uh, I think that uh, another reason that we look at the ratings, and another reason that me as a, a television fan, why, why I look at the ratings, is uh, is to see how ridiculously reactionary TV executives have become and uh, and and this is i mean this is a, a perfect example what about brian is a good show it's doing all right in the states it's got uh it's got a good background to it jj abrams uh mm-hmm. has a really good history in kind of schmaltzy drama uh felicity was a great show that uh channel seven kept moving around and kept moving around and if it had uh kept it in one spot it would have built an audience i mean when it when it did have it in one spot when Felicity was on uh, every afternoon, oh. every afternoon at two o'clock in the afternoon, and I was, you know, in a position where I could watch it every day, uh, I did. I you were, did. You and the other angry unemployed. Yeah, me and the angry unemployed <laughs> would sit around. You go to go to Centrelink in the in the mornings. You yell at the people behind the counter and come. <laughs> Where's and, my doll? Uh, come and calm and then, down to an episode of Felicity, and then and then watch Felicity and go. You should so be with Noel. And, and then, yeah, I can't believe you cut your hair. <sighs> That was, actually, that was a really bad episode when she cuts her hair. But the the thing is, you know, J.J. Abrams has that history with, with drama and what about Brian could build that same audience because the people who liked Felicity six years ago are now the age of the people in What About Brian. So it's a, it's, it's a perfect move for them. And uh, what time is it? 9.30 on a Sunday night? Mm-hmm. 
that's not a bad time. I mean, got Grey's Anatomy as a lead in, which is a huge, which, has which a is huge following. Fantastic, and it would it would build up if they if they had the patience. But the the whole idea that it's so reactionary it means that watching what the networks do is as much of a soap opera as watching the soap operas themselves. Mm, mm. I think that's why I like talking about. And it's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like this whole you know poster society that we've got you know where the, the the poster of the film is more important than the film these days mm-hmm. uh it, it's it's that same thing they don't want, they want an ugly betty they want something that will hit and hit big right at the start they don't they're not interested in things building an audience which is which is ridiculous i don't know how we've got to that stage but how how on earth would you not give brian a chance to build an audience what other ways are going to work um, you can't have everything being everything being a solid hit from from the moment you put it on the air. I mean, look at Rome. The exact same thing happened with Rome. They they after the first night of episode one and four. Yeah, yeah but after the first night of screening it, they'd already decided it's not going to get an audience. We're going to can it. Which which I mean, they must have decided before they even put it on. You know, I mean, talk about reactionary. That's that's even before they put put the show to the air. But it, but it it goes earlier than that as far as being reactionary goes they go oh rome it's an hbo show it's done really well on hbo let's put it here on channel nine like why would channel nine think that a violent and uh, like an overly violent and overly political show like rome would get viewers in why because you see someone snatch once in the first episode and that's it it's not enough it's not enough to get viewers in channel nine and they mm. should know that by now yep. don't buy it leave it alone put something else on in that time because the viewers are just going to get upset so i wonder if there was a staff change in between signing to buy rome and actually screening it you see I, I don't know i reckon just from the start they thought oh this won't work this won't work this won't work put it on the air see you know they're why would they waste of- their money on buying the rights to it because their hair is on fire. <laughs> Ross, all Ross did there was pat his head. Yeah, the video people with the video podcast can can know that I was there is no video. Having, having hey, had that, uh, quiet, you dirty Ewok shoes. <laughs> what is with Ewok shoes? Ewoks don't wear shoes. I looked at lots and lots of pictures of Ewoks. They don't wear shoes. They wear this weird hijab type lobster bib thing. <laughs> having had that whole conversation, um, I don't blame Ten for. Axing, so uh, get, moving celebrity dog school um, with those figures for the other two networks. I'm not sure why they even bother showing anything, um, especially anything that they have to pay for. Yeah, they could just have test pat. And the um, thing is, which, c- which celebrity was, dog school. I if, mean, you, if you take your mind back to Sydney Olympics, uh, who had was it seven or nine that had the seven. Sydney Olympics? Nine and ten were saying that they essentially weren't going to program anything up against the Cathy Freeman race. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't remember that because I was in New Zealand at the time, but I, I do remember that's the first time that Fox 8 went, we're just going to play Simpsons for 10 days straight, yep. which uh, I think is amazing. Celebrity Dog School, though, I mean, there's a bit of a difference between Celebrity Dog School and What About Brian. I mean, What About Brian, we're talking oh, about... Oh, God, no. Some sort of... Don't don't put those two things drama. together at all. <laughs> like, uh, that's not what I intended. Celebrity Dog School, it's, it, it was a bad idea. No, it, what the it hell were they thinking? It wasn't a bad show for, for that time slot. It wasn't a bad show for what it was. And I still say it's infinitely more watchable than Australia's got bad punctuations. It's it's just a terrible. That's a terrible show, but it's going to rate because it's dumb people doing dumb things, which is why the only thing that can really compete against it, funniest home videos, is well, funniest home videos, which Channel Nine are doing on a on a Saturday, or uh, repeats of Thank God You're Here, mm. and that's the full circle of the ratings.
Cat! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is Tish getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. After a short uh, production meeting, <laughs> we're back with Crap TV. <laughs> yes, very quickly in Crap TV. Uh, it's, uh, I still don't know why we do this show live when we don't have to, but it's fun. <laughs> Serial <laughs> Offender Channel 7 have been added again. Uh, and I guess I'll do it chronologically. First thing happened, uh, second episode, Channel 7, second Beautiful Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they call it Beautiful Sunday. Beautiful Sunday. Ugly, you should say it well, like that. Because, beautiful okay, Sunday. Because in, uh, in Shallow Howl, okay, Jack Black is <laughs> at the end of Grey's if, Anatomy. If they call it Ugly Sunday, no one's going to watch. At the end of Grey's Anatomy, um, they they did their usual thing with the credits where they've retyped them on the red background and they have a little um, screen showing whatever is they're cross-promoting. Start off with, stay tuned for an extended preview of next week's Grey's Anatomy. And then... Within that small window, they actually started What About Brian? See? And, oh, I wonder why it doesn't work. (laughs) I wonder why the show doesn't work. Because they're idiots. That's why it doesn't work. And that's crap. The other crap crap thing from Channel 7? Uh, No, I'm still angry about that. (laughs) If you're a uh, lost viewer and you haven't been downloading the hell out of it... uh, on Channel 7, uh, the second episode of this season. Uh, it started off with Saeed and Sun and Jin on the yacht um, yep. with a bit of uh, dialogue between Sun and Jin. Uh, they came back, I think it was after the, the, the opening credit. Mm-hmm. I guess yes. that's what you call it, the, the lost kind of fading. Um, they're I, having I call co- it lost focus. They're having a conversation in Korean. Uh, this is super promoting uh, Desperate Housewives and the way Channel 7 are doing them, they're very solid. They go almost all the way across the screen. You can't read uh, what Sun's actually saying. See, that's shocking. Australian networks do this all the time and if if you've watched any television from America and anyone who's downloaded a torrent has, they will know that the American networks actually watch the shows that they're going to put promos in and put them in at unimportant times. They'll put them in during establishment shots. Uh, they'll put them in right near the beginning of, uh, of uh, you know, straight after an ad mm-hmm. uh, when not very much is happening because they haven't established the, the scene yet. Uh, or, they'll, uh, or they'll put them in where, you know, or someone's just using the photocopier. Yep. Something where there isn't much dialogue going on, there isn't much to distract you. So, A, you get optimum value for, for your distraction. And B, you're not ang- angering v- viewers. Yeah. So it shows that Channel 7 really have learnt nothing in the last 12 months where they had the uh, Todd and Bryant super over the top of Whale Rider missing the very important subtitle bit at the at the climax of the movie. I, but then I, I uh, worked it out. I, I watched the tape that I had of Whale Rider from, uh, from Channel 7 again and I, I worked it out and the, the grandfather gives her a magic key. All oh, right. I think that's how it works there. <laughs> that is crap TV. It's very crap. Um, and, and the supers are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger as they uh, don't care about what they're Well, you should see the, the one on Sports Tonight. It's just this giant Toyota it's just, symbol. It's just a Toyota symbol. <laughs> you can't see any of the screen. <laughs> we haven't seen it yet. It starts tonight. Tom Elliott here from a variety of different media organisations. 3RRR, 3AW, Channel 7. Mornings with Kerry Ann. Inside Business on a Sunday with Alan Kohler. 
I like to spread myself around and so should you. Listen to the box cutters on the internet or any other media you can find them. I think it's educational. I think it's fascinating. I think you might even learn something you didn't know before. Listen to the box cutters. I always do. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment we have all been waiting for. Yes, well, it will come as... uh, Oh, sorry, had you finished? Yeah, I have now. All right. (laughs) It will come as no surprise to those of us who have enjoyed his, uh, shall we say, performances on The Apprentice. Donald Trump has taken the next logical step and has moved into the arena of pro wrestling. (gasps) What? (laughs) WWE? Yeah. Apparently, As a manager, or apparently he and Vincent McMahon have been butting heads a bit of late uh, over who has the worst toop. Well, WWE did a uh, did a uh, pretend Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell wrestling match oh. featuring two midgets, <laughs> uh, and apparently Vince McMahon's been a little upset with uh, with Trump for stealing his catchphrase. You're fired. So what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what's happened. So uh, Trump appeared on uh, on one of the uh, WWE shows, called McMahon out, challenged him to a fight. Fantastic. Uh, But in true kind of uh, business savvy kind of way, they're not actually going to fight each other. They'd have foot soldiers. They've delegated it. (gasps) To two other people, so it's it's the uh, it's the battle of the billionaires, and it features the uh, huge Omega versus the ECW champ Bobby Lashley taking each other on. Now the stakes are quite high in this. The winner, um, as in the billionaire winner, gets to keep WWE. Gets to shave the loser's <gasps> head. Oh, that's better. And this this all goes down. That's better than owning the wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) This all goes down at WWE's tentpole pay per view event, WrestleMania twenty three. Now, given that uh, wrestling is sports entertainment these days, as in for tax purposes, it was much more financially viable to admit that the results are worked out before it starts. Uh, Apparently, the smart money is on Trump triumphing, triumphing. Is that right? Winning. Winning. Triumphing. That's just triumphing. Trumpeting. And and keeping his hair. But I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure either. The the unexpected does happen a lot on on wrestling. Uh, Trump's an international kind of laughing stock with his hair. If he wanted to change, what better way to do it than to... uh, than to make a whole lot of money shaving off on WWE. I think I think that is fantastic. Yeah. That is so uh when when does uh, WrestleMania 20 billion 23 23 <laughs> 712 uh it happens on April 1st. Uh yeah, so I have to admit I, I Hang should... on. Are you coming over? <laughs> uh oh, I'll I'll have to consider it. All right. I I do have a bit of a soft spot for wrestling, I have to say. Uh, it's it's a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. Back is in it the, really happening on April first? Yeah, is, no, or is it just no, an April Fool's. No, it's really stunt. it's really happening on April first. Uh, back in the day, I used to uh, used to love uh, watching Goldberg rip his way through WCW. He was fantastic. That was uh, the day. In this case, being ten years ago, uh, also, and yes, at that stage, I was still old enough to know better. <laughs> Ricky I, the Dragon, Steamboat, WWF, I, the, and Jack was, the Snake Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are two things. 
there are two things that uh, that have upset me in in recent years with uh, with the wrestling. One was mm-hmm. the merger of WCW and the WWF, and now ECW as well, and now ECW as well, mm-hmm. which is you know. It's just the homogenization of, of wrestling, and I yep. never thought I would ever say those <laughs> words together. Uh, uh, and the other is, I uh, I saw R- Rowdy Roddy Piper the other day on, on the wrestling, and oh my God, it, it, it just retire. Well, that's the thing. Old wrestlers never die. I, I, I watched a bit of wrestling just to just to kind of catch up. Well, Rick Flair is still wrestling. That's what I was going to say. Rick uh, the Nature Boy Flair is woo! still wrestling. Still, yeah. still attracting the Are ladies. looking as bad as Sylvester Stallone? Rick Flair is. Rick Flair looks worse. I mean, Rick, Rick Flair looked terrible 10 years ago. Like, Stallone, Stallone still works out and, and looks quite good for a 60-year-old. Rick Flair just looks terrible. And the thing is, he still doesn't look as bad as his son, David Flair, uh, who was wrestling <laughs> for a while and was just shit out. Yeah. So people watching the video podcast at home will be able to see that I'm actually wearing my uh, Wolfpack knockoff Vic Market wrestling t-shirt <laughs> at the moment, which uh, high quality garment, which I've, <laughs> which I've had for many years. Uh, yeah, so it'll be wait, inter- wait, it, you can't even tell that you've had it for many years, Ross. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens with the uh, with the Trump and losing his hair. It'll yeah, be, it'll be. Uh, I yeah, can't wait. It'll be be a lot of fun. I can't. We really need a thing for this. I was going to come. I had a list. There is no video podcast. We mentioned briefly, I think it was last show, that uh, Amazing Race All-Stars is just going to air in the US at the moment. It is fantastic. It is so worth watching. If you're, if you're a fan of the Amazing Race, pray that Channel 7 starts screening this one before Series 10. I haven't seen Series 10, but this is just fantastic. Uh, it's got everyone you love. It's got Kevin and Drew, Myrna and Smyrna, the Guidos, John Vito and Jill. Uh, Jace, Joyce and Uchenna, the Cha Cha Chas. It's it's just fantastic. I, it's, I, it's really good. And any race where they were going to have Guidos and the Cha Chas, yeah, is just it's just fantastic. Yep. one yep. of them has to go shopping. <laughs> so uh, they were driving. They're driving through South America, and uh, Kevin and Drew were in the car. And Kevin's driving, and he's looking around at the scenery, and he has one of those moments, and he goes, "Wow, man, Peru's really nice. It's beautiful out." And Drew shakes his head from the back seat and goes, I'm sure it is nice in Peru. We're in Ecuador. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. And can I say, how much is Kevin and or Drew looking like Uncle Fester these days? Uh, Kevin. Kevin. He just looks so much like Uncle Fester. Yeah. I'm really waiting for the roadblock where they have to put a light bulb in there now. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas Drew looks like a giant egg. (laughs) It's fantastic. I think together they would make excellent Batman villain henchmen. Yeah, 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 that'd be great. But yeah. but other than that, they're, they're pretty useless. It is a fantastic season. And I have to say, Robin Amber. Oh, yeah, Robin Amber. They of course, are Robin so Amber back again. They yep. are, the thing is, they're so good at the game. Yep. They they really... Well, Rob, I mean, Amber really is just the tag along. Uh, but Rob is so good at the game. He and just knows everybody else it. is just focused on them. Yeah. Like, nobody else can... can really do anything because they're just going Robin Amber, Robin Amber, Robin Amber. All they're doing is waiting for a yield and hoping to get there before them. Yeah. That's fantastic. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. 
pork is on the table. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode. No, seven. no, no, no. We've got pork. We've got, oh. we've got a whole butcher full of pork. Oh, I keep forgetting about pork. So, so you must not have any. So I'll just jump in quickly. <laughs> uh, we uh, we mentioned a couple of weeks back about Jamie Jury uh, and demanding $2 million a year from nine to work part-time and also work on his side projects. Uh, I've done that as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we all have. Uh, Jamie's, uh, Jamie's been doing a bit of press the last couple of weeks in relation to Dancing with the Stars, and obviously he's touched on this. Quite interestingly and not surprisingly, he has quite a different take on it. Uh, he claims he lost faith with Channel 9 once they axed Backyard Blitz. Mm -hmm. He then entertained an offer from Channel 7. He then rang Channel 9 to tell them that he was thinking of going to 7. He got locked into a four-hour meeting with Eddie where Eddie just kept putting more and more and more money on the table to the point where it got to ridiculous amounts. But in the end... uh, Not quite the two mil. No, well, Jamie Jamie Jury says there never was any two mil. I'm pretty sure I read something today saying that he was confirming that he asked for two mil. Can uh, I say that, that well, they they offered huge amounts of money, apparently much more than he's getting a seven. But yeah. he decided he wanted to stay at yeah. seven, which was pretty much what I said was probably what happened mm. at the time. It, it was a four hour meeting, but there was really only about an hour and a half of negotiation. The rest of the time was Eddie going. <laughs> we'll find out after you, this. Yeah, when you take this amount, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> And then he just stopped for three minutes, not do anything. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks. Um, and yeah, I, I would do the same thing potentially in in his position. Be shitty at them for axing my show mm. and uh, make an unreasonable demand because if, if that way you're, you're the winner either way. If, you either if, you either get to stick the knife in or you get two mil. If they kept it at six thirty Sundays, I would say it would still be rating well. Yeah, probably. Chart Buster Nadies uh, returns to Channel 31 this Thursday night at 9pm. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. You might see a shot of me in the audience. Um, oh. And, and, and if oh. you guys are interested, I'm sure I can get you on the door as well. Television's wow. Brett Cropley. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Are you standing next to, what's his name? Who's in every show? Yeah, who's... who's Jeff? No, no oh. the, the guy in Carl? the audience. Carl, maybe? Something like that? Are you standing yeah. next to him every show? It... it we're just talking about the first episode. Has he got okay. his box... Did he get his box cutters t-shirt? Uh, wait, wait. Are you going along to every show? No, no. We're just talking about the first episode. Did you, you went to the last screening. I don't know. You went to the last screening of the last series and you're I going did. to the first one of the new series. Yes. yes. Well, that's every... I, I had a special that's, invitation extended to me from Josie. That's oh, interesting because... Oh, Mr. I Know Famous People. <laughs> we, we all had an, a special offer extended to us for the finale show and now... Only you're getting the special offer extended to you. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't have your email address, and she can, uh, and and you can get us on the door. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that that's uh, if, that's very interesting. If you so so what now? Now we're supposed to like beg? Is that it? No, I'm <laughs> offering. Oh, please, was... please let us. You know what? We can we can it watch was it a on lay that. down offer. I think it's uh, I think it's because we had the week off. But I keep mentioning things that happened a couple of weeks ago in the show. Josh, you did a review of the book Desperate Networks. Yes, I have subsequently read the book, and I have to reiterate what you said. It is a fantastic read. Anybody out there who has any interest in television, how television has developed over the last ten years, American network television, anything like that, 
read it. It is it is it's just fantastic. Sensational. It's by Bill Carter, and it's still I don't know if you can get it here, and I wouldn't bother because it's going to be cheaper on Amazon.com. Yep, yep. My favourite, but uh, ultimately pointless, but interesting fact from the book was the guy who says previously on Lost, and the guy who originally came up with the concept for Lost. His name is Lloyd Braun. Yes. Lloyd Braun is a very well-known name to Seinfeld fans. He was the rival of George's at school who was the mayor's aide who had a breakdown and ended up selling computers out of Frank's garage with George. So just and apparently he at one point he was Larry David's entertainment lawyer. And it's, it's just another NBC in-joke. Yeah, so that's, that's where the name came from. So that, that was great to see. I, I just can't believe with the book, though, like how many times they're talking about a hit show, like say for example CSI, and they're they're saying the network weren't interested in doing it. They had no interest in doing it. What they really wanted to do was something like Homewood PI, which is a Tony Danza, yeah, retired policeman who solves his kids' crimes or something ridiculous like that. Like the amount of times there was hit shows that they didn't want to do, and instead they wanted to do shows that you may have heard of, but that were just terrible, like say Bet, the Bet Midler show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or Whoopi, the Whoopi Goldberg show, or stuff that you haven't heard of, like Father of the Pride, which you know was so bad it just sunk. Because that was an animated, an animated about lions. Siegfried and Roy show. Yeah. Like, just, a f- yeah, fantastic book. Can't say enough good stuff about it. And, and it, it really just, you know, hammers home the point that the people running the networks have no freaking idea what yep. they're doing. Yep. And interestingly, they were talking about how TV over there, like I think everybody assumes, like we we're saying, McLeod's daughters are oh, it's so expensive earlier in the show. I think everybody assumes, well, American TV shows all make money, but according to that, the majority of them lose a lot of money. It's only the the real breakout hits that pay for everything else, which is much of the way the film industry works. Yeah, out of the states. Uh, so it's saying that most most have between half a million and a million budget per episode, and the the show the Networks go halves in the shows and will almost never take it on fully by themselves because for all the occasional hits they get, it's just not worth it for just the cascading amount of failures they get. Yeah, the, really the, shows, the shows that make money uh, are not necessarily the shows that are the pride of the network. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you, if you look at that last series of Friends where they were spending so much money. It's just almost impossible to recoup that. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Anna Paquin's uh, making the move to television, who you might know as the Oscar-winning actress from The Piano. Uh, uh, and also the star of Fly Away Home. Yes, with the ducks. Very sad film. Geese. Geese or ducks? Uh, geese. In the ultralight. She's signed on to play the lead in Six Feet Under creator Alan Ball's new drama called True Blood, which is based on the Southern Vampire book series by Charlene Harris. Um, she plays Sookie Stackhouse, who's an innocent waitress who can read people's minds. I think that'd be Suki. She becomes romantically involved with the vampire when a group of the creatures moves into her small Louisiana town called, um, what's that place just down south from uh, San Fran? With the boardwalk? Oh, come on. Santa Cruz. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's interesting, though. Um, Did you see Grey's Anatomy on Sunday night? No. Hang on. Hang on. Can I just... Alan Ball can kiss my ass. 
I've never seen like anything. That, I've never seen anything that he's done that, that has impressed me. There are a lot of people that were very dedicated to six feet under. That's yes, true. That's sure. True. And, and and there are a lot of people who have liked Ameri- who liked American Beauty. Yep. And there are a lot of people who liked Alan Ball's plays. Quite frankly, I would chuck them all in the bin. But that other TV show he did, no one liked. <laughs> no. Uh, whatever that was called. I find it very curious that she has this superpower. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, from Grey's Anatomy last night, there was the medical case was this young girl who said that she was a superhero because she felt no pain, which was actually a chromosome issue. And uh, how these have all kind of bobbed up with the advent of heroes in the States. Um, are oh, we just going to yeah. see superheroes in every single drama from yeah. here on out? Yeah, could be. Could be. And that's, uh, yes. Yes, we are. We are? <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. Hey, I'd like to... We'll have to add it to the formula. I'd like to say a shout-out to some uh, long-term listeners of Box Cutters. Uh, we got an email a week or two ago from David Boxcutter, who was interested in listening to us on the radio when we were filling in for The Architects. Yep. Missed out on doing that. Uh, has found out about the podcast now and is very keen to catch up. But he is going back to episode one, so he's working his whole way through from episode one. So that's uh, that's fantastic. Also, uh, Lucas Boxcutter, who has been listening from the start, but listens a little slowly and is is falling behind. I just got a text from him saying that we made a very funny joke about uh, dancing on ice. <laughs> so I think he's somewhere stuck in around 42, 43 in July somewhere. So uh, so to both of those people, I'd like to say thanks for listening and uh, happy 2009. And keeping with my policy... <laughs> Very good. Keeping with my policy of reading everything from listener Kerry. Oh, no! Uh, she had a dream that she bumped no. into Ross at the hardware store and she doesn't even know what he looks like. He was with his son. She can remember what he was buying, but he was arguing with the sales assistant about it. Did that ha- actually happen? Does Kerry have the superpower hero where she can actually you know dream what? about what I think, what I think it's going to happen. Never met? I think it's going to happen. Yeah. No. It, I, it is I, very I rare for me to step foot in a hardware store. Oh. But but the chances that you would step foot in a hardware store and argue with the sales pretty high, yeah, pretty high. So I'm, I'm thinking it probably was me. It probably was me. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. That could be that could be something from our future. <laughs> oh, and uh, apparently Britney Spears uh, attempted suicide after screaming "I'm the Antichrist" and scrolling the devil's number six 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 across her head, just in Britney news. What? When? When when she was in rehab, she tried to hang herself with a bedsheet. Is the report, according to Britain's News of the World, yeah. and she's got more head head now to write Spawn of the I, Devil or whatever. I oh. wish they were still making Kevin and Brittany. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you everybody wishes that now to be a writing Twitter. For well, sure. apparently she wants to get back with K Fed. Yeah, and not only an, for a reconciliation, but demanding that she wanted to soon have another baby. It's ridiculous. Uh, if you it's, can, I say it's, it is a woman's prerogative to change her mind, but not that often. <laughs> if you want to contact us, you can email us at hooray at boxcutters.net. If you're interested in talking to us about television or about grammar. We have a television and a grammar website at <laughs> boxcutters.net. So, uh, it's T-E-N, Ross. It's boxcutters.net. So, uh, yeah, write, write away about your grammar concerns on those, all you dirty Ewok shoes. <laughs> it has been a great couple of weeks on, on the blog. I've really enjoyed it. That does bring us to the end of Boxcutters episode 75, three quarters of a century. Wow. Who'd have thunk it? Me. Oh my god, how did we get like exactly on time? I my name is, uh, until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be 
Brett Cropley. It was somebody that I was going to be. Um, thanks. Uh, for, it was going to be your porn name. <laughs> thanks for listening to Box Cutters. What the hell was that? That's my computer just saying goodbye. <laughs> it's Josh's 24 <laughs> laptop bomb. Catch us again next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. <laughs>